What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Tigers. I'm your host, Chris Castellani. Two games yesterday for the Tigers. Two drastically different ball games for the Tigers. I'm going to be covering those. Uh, they were they were wild, and, and there was definitely plenty to cover. And then, of course, in segment two, we're going to preview today's game, tonight's game, a matchup against the Chicago White Sox, the first place Chicago White Sox. Quite the twin billing yesterday. The Tigers split in the first game. They got absolutely beat down. And that's why you play the game, as I've said many times, because if there was one game where I was like, okay, maybe they have a shot, it was game one just because I thought Scooball had a better chance of surviving and maybe they could get to the Cardinals' bullpen once Flaherty was out of the game. But they got they got crushed. And I'll start with Scooball. He was terrible. Tarek Scooball had his worst start at the major league level yesterday. Two innings, three hits, six runs, four walks, and three strikeouts. Obviously the big standout there. Four walks. He could not locate his fastball to save his life. He got behind in a million counts. If he didn't end up walking guys at the end of those at-bats, he would end up giving up hard contact. And I said this in my post game, but it's worth repeating. If you're not locating your fastball, 99% of pitchers are done at that point. Like, like there's some guys who kind of work backwards, like Lance McCullers, who loves to throw that curveball more than he does his fastball, but that is a rare rare breed of pitcher. If you're not locating your heater, nothing else is going to work, and that's exactly what happened yesterday. Like, I can't even say that his changeup or his slider or his curveball were bad, though I don't think he even threw many sliders or curveballs. You can't you can't tell, because the fastball wasn't locating, so it doesn't matter. Everything else is going to look bad. Everything else is going to look flat in comparison if you're getting behind in counts, and that's what happened to Tarek Skubal. And I, I brought up this point in my post game. I'm going to bring it up again because it makes me kind of angry and it is frustrating. And a lot of people, I I talked about this a couple weeks ago where I sent out a tweet about Mize that was critical and people jumped down my throat. Five starts in for Tarek Skubal. He's had one great start, one so-so start, and the other ones have been kind of bleh. Mize, to me, is... 0 for 4, maybe 1 for 3. He looked pretty good in his debut. You know, it wasn't a great start. He gave up three runs, didn't even make it through five. But for a major league debut, it's like, all right, that's that's okay. We can live with that. For the one millionth time, let me state, I think these guys will be good players. I think they'll be good pitchers here. I'm excited about the future here. And weirder things have happened. The example I always use, Lucas Giolito two years ago was the worst pitcher in baseball. Lucas Giolito, who the Tigers are going to face tonight, is... Awesome. He's a great pitcher, just threw a no-hitter a couple weeks ago. So weirder things have happened. I get it. But these were two of the top 50 prospects in baseball. Mize in the top 10. Scooball, many people believed, had the best stuff, or at least the best strikeout stuff, of anyone in the organization. They can't make it through five innings right now. Scooball made it past five one time. Like It's not a reason to panic, but I don't think it's wrong to say that it's a reason to be frustrated. Because I'm seeing a lot of pitchers less touted than these guys were. Tristan McKenzie, the Garcia kid for New York. Brady Singer nearly threw a no-hitter last night for the Royals. I see guys looking good, just being okay, or succeeding, or even thriving. And then you have two top 50 prospects in our organization, in the Tigers organization, that can't make it through five innings, and more often than not haven't even been able to make it through three or four. I don't blame them. I don't blame the pitchers. Scooball not being able to locate his fastball yesterday was weird. I'll, I'll, I'll call that an outlier. He hasn't really had any issues with that so far 
in his major league career. To me, that's an organizational thing. Why is that? Why are these guys struggling as much as they are? Because like I, I get that they're going to take their lumps. I've said it a million times. There's going to be some bad starts. I, I completely understand and sympathize with that. But you can't tell me, you cannot tell me that in the combined nine starts these guys have made, Scooball and Mize, you cannot tell me that you aren't at least a little bit disappointed that in only two of those nine starts they've gone five innings or more. You can't tell me that isn't a little bit surprising, especially because these were two guys who dominated in the minor leagues. They dominated in spring ball. They dominated in summer camp. It doesn't make sense for them to be struggling as much as they are. I think they'll find it. I, I can't help but point out that I think the, the pitching coach is holding them back. I think that there's there's a level of scouting and coaching at the top of this organization that isn't good. I don't think they're doing a good job of developing guys. They've lucked into some guys, and I think potentially if you have a Torkelson or a Green who could be one of those generational guys, maybe they can slip through the cracks and become a star. But that is, to me, the biggest question mark with the organization, even more so than will Illich spend or how Avila will spend his money. It's how you develop this top-tier talent. Because ultimately, who they spend money on and how they spend their money won't matter if this part of the, this rebuild doesn't work. If this core of guys that they have hung their hat on for years and, and salivated and talked about how great the farm system is going to be, if those guys aren't succeeding at the major league level, this whole house of cards falls apart. The rest of the game, was was it was horribly brutal. Horribly. And Joe Jimenez was miserable again, two-thirds of an inning, three hits, three earned runs, zero walks, zero strikeouts, gave up two home runs, ERA now up to 1080. Look, this season, whatever, right? It's it's a meaningless 60-game campaign for the most part. So I'm not going to say DFA him yet. I will say that if by spring training next year he's not looking good, there's no reason why he should make the opening day roster. Like, his, his roster spot is very much open right now. Because we've seen several guys in the bullpen, and I'll talk about it more when I talk about Game 2, really step up. Soto's been solid. Brian Garcia's been a godsend. Farmer has had his struggles, but for the most part, you know, he's he's good. He's been a good pitcher here over the last couple of years. Joe Jimenez has not only regressed, he's been progressively awful all year and dating back to last year. Over, two years, over a two-year stretch now in which his ERA is well over six. His time is running out, period. And it was a 12-2 loss. It was an ugly, ugly loss. Then in Game 2, we saw the return of our Lord and Savior. Jordan Zimmerman took the mound again. Praise be his name. A, a, a truly wonderful, wonderful sight. My favorite. I love Jordan Zimmerman. That man is the face of Detroit Tigers' awfulness. And look, I, I, I've said this before. I give him credit for the fact that he hasn't given up. I give him the guy still wants to pitch. And it is sad. Like ultimately I have fun with it. It is sad that you have a guy who still loves the game of baseball and yet baseball just doesn't love him back right now. Now, he went three innings yesterday, one unearned run, right? Solid enough, okay? Gave up a ton of hard contact, a lot of hits, had a double play ball that probably would have been in our two RBI double off the bat of Matt Weeters that was lined right to Candelaria. I am still amazed that I see tweets that say stuff like, man, oh man, Jordan Zimmerman looked all right. I, I can't believe that. Like, well, just please stop. Stop. He's done. He's done. 
And, and you know what? I have no, give him a few more starts here, all right? The guy's been a, a classy gentleman here. Give him a few more starts in Detroit, right? He's he's earned it. That's fine. But stop acting like they found something with him. Enough. And he was he was fine yesterday. The results were whatever, you know? What was impressive was how they rallied. In the top of the seventh, uh, the offense came alive. Al- Alcantara walked. Reyes singled. Scope with an RBI single. Miggy in an intentional walk. Then Jamer Candelaria with his third hit of the game. He homered in both games yesterday. I've never seen Jamer this good. And I I didn't think I would ever see him be this good. This is really an amazing, amazing story. How he's turned things around. After being done. He was done. He started the season awful. He's been so good. Like, it goes beyond Jacoby Jones. And I like Jacoby Jones, but like Jacoby Jones last season, we were like, eh, Jacoby was all right. He maybe is developing into something. No, you have a guy here who's like blossoming and looking like a guy who's going to be like a, a top tier guy here for the next several years. Now, I don't think he will be, but I am starting to believe finally in Candy. And I'm so glad because I liked him when they acquired him. I felt like he had a lot of upside. I wanted to see him playing. I wanted them to have him on a long leash. I know I gave up on him, right? But it kind of seemed like the organization had given up on him. People forget last season, Harold Bleepin Castro was earning reps at third base over Jamer Candelaria. But he hasn't quit. He's found it, man. He's been he's been pretty darn good this year. In fact, he's been great. Won them that ballgame yesterday. One final thing I got to point out. Brian Garcia went 1-2-3 in, in the bottom of the seventh, getting his second major league save. Man, he's been good for this team. What a surprise. What a genuine surprise Brian Garcia has been for this ball club. He's really been phenomenal. And, and yeah, the K rate is low. In fact, it's cre- incredibly low, one of the lowest of, of any reliever in, in baseball. But to me, it's about stuff. Fastball peaked at 96 yesterday. He's got a solid changeup in the upper 80s, low 90s to offset that. I, I see a guy with the capability of getting that K rate up. And if he does get the strikeout percentage up, like, maybe, maybe he is closer-ish of the future, at least late-inning guy of the future. He's looked excellent, and, and uh, that's been one of the biggest surprises of this season has been his emergence. Look, I give the team a lot of credit. They Those were two horrible losses in a row that they suffered, and this was one of those things. Last year, this would have turned into a 7-8 game losing streak. You take into account the fact that there's a bit more character on this team, coupled mainly with the fact that there is more talent on this team, and you find a way to win a game against a good Cardinals team. And no, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But they are finally at a point that I hoped they could get to at some point in the Garden Hire era, which is play spoiler. Last year, no. Last year, get the number one pick, keep sucking, I don't care. But maybe this year, if you can get to a point where Let's say the Cardinals miss the playoffs by a game or they don't win the division by a game. You look back and say, I can't believe that we blew that game to the Tigers. I would love to have a baseball team that I root for get in people's heads like that. I think it'd be great. So I give them a lot of credit for being able to split that twin billing. When we get back, I will preview the upcoming weekend series against the Chicago White Sox. We will be right back. The improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, 6 new flavors, 12 other original flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. And Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health conscientious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. 
Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. And we're back. Tonight, Tigers start a series against the first place Chicago White Sox. Looking forward to this pitching matchup tonight at Guaranteed Rate Field, which has been a house of horrors for the Tigers over the last two years, especially this season. You have Lucas Giolito going for the White Sox. Giolito 4-2 with a 3-2-9 ERA. Giolito takes a 5-2 career record and a 4-1-7 ERA against the Tigers into Friday's series opener. He has a 1-7-1 ERA with 31 strikeouts over 21 innings over his past three home starts. That includes the no-hitter he threw against the Pirates. I love watching this guy pitch. I think he's got ace stuff, clean mechanics. I really like him, and I think the Tigers are really going to have their work cut out for him. On the other side, you have Casey Mize going for Detroit. 0-1-6-7-5 ERA coming off of another pretty rough start against the Minnesota Twins. It's not going to get any easier for him. It won't. I mean, this is, to me... Maybe at full health, maybe the Yankees, but the Yankees are never at full health. To me, this is the best lineup in the American League that he's facing. Would maybe be the best in baseball, if not for that team in Los Angeles and the Dodgers. This team is so legitimately good. He's gonna he he'll probably struggle again. To be honest with you, uh, just I, based on recent trends and based on the how good this Chicago offense is, I I want to believe, but I don't have a whole lot of faith in Casey Mize right now. To be honest with you. I jump ahead to the other games in the series, but the pitching matchups are to be decided. I think we'll probably see Turnbull and Falmer, right? Like, that's probably who's next in line, and uh, who knows what to expect out of those guys. Falmer's really been bad, and but Turnbull's been good. Turnbull's been solid, but man, this Chicago White Sox lineup, I've watched them a lot. I've watched them probably more than any other team this year in baseball other than the Tigers. I just, I really enjoy that lineup. I think it's a fun team to watch. If you are looking to regroup or bounce back after a tough start, this is not the lineup to do it against. I mean, top to bottom, this is really a dangerous team. Moncada, Anderson, Jimenez, Luis Robert. Like, we we know what the deal is. This team is an insanely good. I haven't told anybody this, and they'll probably think I'm insane. I think they can make it to the World Series this year. Like, depending on who they play, I think they can win it. Like, the A's are what? The, the A's right now are the one seed in the American League playoffs. And the A's, you know how they are in the postseason. They'll find a way to gag it up. They haven't won an elimination game in forever. Like, since the Mash Brothers, right? Like, I think this might be the best team in the American League. Everyone's so focused. Like, in terms of young, upstart teams in baseball, everyone's talking about the Padres. Oh, the Padres are amazing. And yes, Padres have some great talent. I think in terms of teams that have been going through a rebuild that are really on the up and up, this White Sox team is the one to look out for. They are so, so dangerous. Before I call it quits and call it a weekend, I do want to acknowledge the date. It is September 11th today, the 19th anniversary of the 9-11 terror attacks in the United States. A lot of people don't like it when I talk about things other than sports, so I will keep it short and say that if you are my age or younger, I think it is important that you... Do some research, look at the history, and and try to understand the gravity of that situation, of that moment. The single most horrifying day in the history of this country, I was six years old, and one of the first memories of my life was 9-11. I remember it very, very vaguely, but I do remember parts of it. I think it's very important that people of all ages remember this date. I mean, that's what they always say. Never forget. There, There's a reason for that. 
It was a truly devastating moment that did and has continued to hurt a lot of people. I think it's very important that people remember that day, that people remember the lives lost. And if we do that, then I think that is our way of honoring all the heroic people who lost their lives on that day. So I'll get off my soapbox here and say that that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Tigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts. Go to iTunes. Leave a positive review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. And also, go to my personal YouTube channel. The link to that is in my bio on my personal Twitter. Subscribe there. I'll be having some movie reviews up here pretty soon. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great day. Have a great rest of your weekend. And go Tigers.